0: talking about over the last few weeks is establishing our faith I've talked about in the weeks prior things coming against your faith so let me ask you this morning what is your faith we call ourselves Christians but what defines Christianity establishing our faith Colossians chapter 2 6 and 7 so then just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him, strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. In this world, every single week, there is a new opposition. Something is coming out. It didn't used to be that way. Now I know a lot of people, I'm 54, Wherever your age lands, it lands. Some of you that just crested into 30, you're already starting to talk like me. I remember when I was a teenager. Well, you were a teenager 11 years ago, but you're already talking like I am because of how fast the world is changing. Every single week we see new opposition peek its head above the radar. We're seeing lawlessness abound. We wouldn't have dared, and for those of you that are offended by politics, get ready. We shouldn't be avoiding any topic from the pulpit. We're like, Tom, aren't you 501c3? The only thing that 501c3 requires is that I can't endorse as, I can personally endorse all I want. I can't have Foundation Church endorse a candidate. I people always uh, online tell me, you're gonna, we're gonna report you to 501C3, please do. And I always tell them, boy, you sound even stupider than your original tweet. Because <laughs> you have no idea what you're even talking about. You've never even read it, obviously. But never before in the history of our country have we had a leading presidential candidate arrested. And just so you know, that's what an indictment is. It's an arrest, you have to show up. So it's an arrest. So how do we respond to these things? How do we respond? You have to respond in faith. There's only one legit faith. Salvation is found in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to men by which they must be saved. So you must, that's Acts 4.12, you must respond in faith. Many Christians respond in their faith, not the faith. Most Christians have their faith, and their faith is their faith. But their faith is not the faith. The faith of Jesus, Galatians chapter two, verse 20. Revelation chapter 14, verse 12, the faith of Jesus. You weren't even saved on your own. He gave you the faith to believe. That's Ephesians chapter two, eight and nine. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. So we have to respond to everything in the faith. And I challenge you this morning, when I read the word to you, because the word is faith, People always say we well, have Jesus and his word. No. Jesus is the word. Therefore, if you are Christian, the word is your faith. Amen. Unfiltered, uncensored. God doesn't need to ma- God doesn't need you to make it palatable. Amen. Well, we need, you know, if you're going to talk about heaven and hell, you you start the few couple weeks, you start off not talking about hell to try to win people. That's not what Jesus did. If Jesus didn't do it and you're a Christian, then how are you Christian? How are you a Christian if you don't emulate Jesus? Not, not filtered by you. Well, you know, I understand that he's given us the keys to the kingdom of heaven and whatever we bind on earth, we bound in heaven, whatever we loose on earth, will be loosed in heaven. But you know, in certain circumstances, you have to use wisdom. Why why are you making the word of God palatable? You stand right, you respond in faith. You respond in the unfiltered word of God. Well, my child is misbehaving. What do you do? Well, he who spares the rod hates his child well, you know, I just believe, ah, 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 I thought you were a Christian. Well, in our family, we've never used spanking. Well, that's why your kids are not good. Now, we use timeouts. It's not a Bible verse. I don't use timeouts. I'm a Christian, I respond in faith. If I see lawlessness, I call it lawlessness. It's happening in our country right now. There is a lot of lawlessness. This This is not something that's coming out of the blue. It's the unfolding of the book of Revelation. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that He is God. Now you know what is restraining, that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Second Thessalonians chapter two, three through eight is the whole is the whole context. Lawlessness is, abound, is abounding right now. What do we do? We respond in faith. You preach the word to it. You call it out. For everyone practicing evil hates the light. Does not come to the light lest their deeds be exposed. You put light on it. You can't get a fair trial in this country anymore in certain areas. The church needs to speak about it. If you have a certain political label on you, They send you to a specific area. I'll just make it very easy. Let's go red and blue. If you are red and they wanna get you, they send you to a blue area with a blue judge, with a blue jury, with a blue grand jury, with a blue district attorney, with a blue prosecutor, with a blue population, you have no chance. Ever notice where they're trying all these people? Which has never been done before. Why Why weren't all these Democrats put on trial? Because at the time, nobody wanted to open that box. And it was probably wise not to open it, but it's open now. And the church needs to talk about it openly. Where there's lies, we need to call out lies on both sides. Listen, I hate both political parties. I'm conservative. Nobody rejoices at the sight of one of our church members' kids toting an AR 15 on our graduation video than me, I love it. More the merrier. But the people that represent us in DC don't represent us. We need to call them out. I don't hear them speaking in tongues. $32 trillion in debt, that's not Democrats, that's not Republicans, it's both. You have the Democrats, which which are demonic, And you have the Republicans who are spineless worms. How do you delineate the two? Well, one party doesn't want to butcher the unborn in the womb and after the womb in the state of California 28 days after they're born. That's demonic. The other party won't stand up to them. So which one's worse? Well, the Revelation chapter 21 verse 8 covers both the murderers and the cowardly, and neither one will inherit the kingdom of God. And if you're offended already, understand, are you hearing the Bible verses? So what's offending you? I know those two people get up already. That's the first time in three weeks. (laughs) Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they're going to the bathroom. That's what I tell myself. (laughs) So you have to respond to everything in your faith. So you have to establish what is your faith. Well, my faith is love. That's not faith. Love is part of faith. What is your faith? You know, we can make our faith of absolutely no effect. Faith comes by hearing by the Word of God. So our faith is the Word of God. So we have to be very careful to not let something else make our faith of no effect. Listen to this this is Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Making the word of God of no effect through your tradition, which you, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. You ever notice that a lot of Christians' kids don't get saved? You're like, Tommy. you talk about this a lot. You know why I talk about it a lot? Because many Christians' kids don't get saved. Why would that be? Because they make the word of God of no effect through their tradition which they have handed down, and many such things you do. They don't train their kids. They're like, okay, you got the sniffles. Get to the hospital. That's why our country's bankrupt, by the way. Every, every, everything has to go on an insurance policy. So everybody goes for every last thing to the ER. So the country, I mean, eventually, there's nobody left to pay the bills. But what should you do with your child who has the flu? We're gonna pray. Amen. Jonathan Shethsworth talks about it. When he was growing up, they didn't even have the money to go to a clinic. They didn't have mo- the money to go to the ER. They didn't even have them. They, they even had a set amount that you could go in for poor people. Like, you know, you pay $40, you just get whatever you need. They didn't have that. I think it was like $37, Jonathan said. So they, Jonathan learned growing up, there was no plan B. So when they were sick, they just started praying. You're like, Tom, you're telling us to never go to the doctor? Pretty much. For those of you that never practice any sort of faith, then you go see the doctor for a while. You should be praying your way out of the doctor. He took up your infirmities and he carried your diseases. I'm watching different aspects of the crowd in your scrutiny right now. You're like, "Well, I don't know. I don't." Well, why are you wh- Listen, what are you scrutinizing? You're not you can you can say that you're scrutinizing me, but all I'm quoting to you right now are Bible verses. Right. Matthew Matthew 8:17. He took up your infirmities and carried your and carried your diseases. Are you going to make the word of God of no effect through your tradition? That's why nobody lives to 120. Right. The only preacher on the planet that preaches 120 other than me is Jesse DePlanis. Why would that be? Everybody wants to be dead when you're 78? I mean, I think it's a flat out shame that people are riding their bikes down the streets in Tokyo at 112 and the average age of death in America went down a year to 77. Think about the difference that's a 35 year difference, 35 years. Well, I wanna to go to heaven. Well, you'll go then and that's fine. But you never, how, you know, who are you gonna win in heaven? It's, like just, it's, a, it's just pulling the ripcord. cord. And the reward of salvation is not heaven, it's the Holy Ghost anyway and you are the temple of the Holy Ghost yeah. on earth. But people are like, well, you know, I believe the AMA, you know, that's American Medical Association, their guidance has really proved proved foolproof over the last 38 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. Which, by the way, just so everybody knows, a little COVID update for you, they just reinstituted the mask mandate in the White House. It's an absolute fact. They just had the NCAA ladies basketball champions come to the White House. They all had to be masked or vaxxed or a, a negative COVID test. You think it's going to end? I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm a, I love to watch European, this is going to be weird, but I love watching like European bicycle racing, Tour de France, things like that. I do, I love it. I don't know why, I just love it. So I watch it. And they're remasked. Yeah, they're masking again. And they're on, their commentators are talking, well, a couple, couple uh, bicyclists got kicked out because they had a, uh, yeah, they get disqualified from the race because they had a positive COVID test. So we can see that coming up to the Tour de France on July 1st, that, that the mask mandates are gonna be back in place. How ridiculous. So how do you respond to that in faith? Well, the word of God says that love does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse six. A lot of Christians think love is avoiding the truth. No, no. Th- Love is speaking the truth in love, that's love. So how do you respond? Well, you respond like this, masks do nothing. Why are you wearing them? It's absolutely nonsensical, ridiculous and illogical to wear a mask that has no chance of ever stopping a respiratory virus. So why bother? Because it's it's a pledge of allegiance to conformity. It's all that it is. And the Christians should say it. You don't sit there and abide in outright galactic stupidity. Well, you know what, the vaccines are mandated because we're gonna stop transmission infection. Using a vaccine doesn't stop transmission infection. We should say it. Well, we don't involve ourselves in politics. That's not a Bible verse. You're making the word of God of no effect to your tradition, no politics from the pulpit, not a Bible verse. So the church says galactically ignorant. I'll get to that in a minute. So nobody believes for 120. There's people in this room, you're in your 70s, you think you're old. You, got, you, have, you have 50 years to go biblically. But many of you don't believe it, you've been speaking death to yourself for years. You start speaking death when you're 40. Well, I just don't feel the same as that. you're 40. You've been speaking like that for years, making the word of God. Genesis chapter six, verse three. My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his days shall be. 120 years. Abrahamic covenant. People love to come in and quote in, in, Psalm, in, in Psalms when so it talks about 80 years. That's the law. Genesis 6-3 is the Abrahamic covenant by faith. Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. It is a covenant of faith that then and now did you make the word of God of no effect by your mouth? Well, you know, getting old is just Hades on earth. Why would you ever even get old? You're like, Tommy, you're just getting, no, listen, you'll age, but you never have to disintegrate. Moses was, hundred. Deuteronomy 34, 7, Moses was. A hundred and twenty years old when he died, yet his eyes were not weak, nor his strength gone. Well, I just believe that, ah, there you go. You should be saying, thus says the Lord. Not what I believe. In everything. No, you, sometimes you just gotta soft pedal it. Really? And here's, here's the thing. A lot of people won't use that verbiage, but that's what you do. You know, I just, I just try to make it to where people can receive it. That's not what Jesus did, so why are you? I thought you were a Christian. If it's not what Jesus did, why do you do it? Because you haven't established your faith because he's the word. John chapter one, verse one. John chapter one, verse 14. First John chapter five, verse seven. He's the word, so that's all you should ever consider. Well, you just, you know... You need to make it so people can receive it. It's not what Jesus did, and that's not a Bible verse. Establish your faith, unfiltered, unfettered word of God. Amen. Healing is yours. He took up your infirmities and carried your diseases. There's nothing else to think about. Anything you don't want to happen, bind it. It will never happen. Well, no, you know, we tried that. That's not a, we tried it and it didn't work is not the Bible. So stop saying it. You're making the word of God of no effect through your tradition. Well, you know, as people get, you know, you get more experienced in the faith. I've been saved since I was 18, I'm 54. I'm experienced in the faith and nothing has changed me. If I fail, I go to the word of God and diagnose the failure. No, it didn't work. Well, that's no problem, because Mark chapter 4, 37 through 41, tells me. Matthew chapter 17, 17 through 21, tells me. Mark chapter 9, 23 and 24, tells me. It was because of my unbelief. No problem. Well, Tom, you just can't say it. No, I'm a Christian. I'm established in the faith. I can diagnose victory, and I can diagnose failure. Failure. They can diagnose any situation. How do you respond? Unfiltered Word of God. Amen. Stop putting stipulations on it and making the word of God of no effect through your traditions. Thank you, Pete. Get ready for this one. You're supposed to be rich. I love, I love looking at the faces. I love looking at the faces because you think it's Christ-like to be poor. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. You, everyone knows the verse. 2 Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become, four-letter word, rich. I love the Christians who believe that it's an attribute to be poor. During this 38 months of 15 days to flatten the curve, at least 400 million people have starved to death. That's a fact. That's not me, that's from the UN, so it's probably twice as many. The majority of them under the age of 18. And all the poor Christians walking around with their masks, Look at my virtue, I'm broke, I'm masked, I'm going to a Zoom service. Can't wait to get my fifth bivalent vaccination. Look at my virtue. Is everybody starves to death because you're poor. How is it an attribute to be poor? If you, Listen, if you want to stay modest and be rich and give most of it away, then feel free. You'll feed a lot of people. But why would you purposely stay poor so people starve to death? Or maybe you can come up with the power of God and change inanimate objects into food or a small amount of food into a vast amount of food like Jesus did. You, have, you pick one. Those, are those, both of those. both of those situations, both of those scenarios are Christ-like. Which one is you? Most Christians? Neither. How are, you, how are you Christian then? You're welcome. You're supposed to win every time. Well, you know, you learn a lot of lessons in losing. And not a Bible verse. It's not a Bible verse. Now thanks be unto God which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savour of knowledge by us in every place. God is smelled by you. People smell God through your victory. And Christians think, well, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You know, I mean, I married the wrong girl. My life is hell now. But, you know, I'm really learning things through it. No, you made the word of God of no effect through your tradition. A lot of churches, they're just marrying factories. Always trying to find somebody to marry. Leave people alone. They don't need to be married right now. God will take care of it. Stop trying to set them up. You're welcome. God will take care of it. Let me ask you this. When you ask for something... Do you wholeheartedly believe for it or do you just say, well, you know, we'll see what God does? I hear Christians quote that all the time. Well, we'll see what God does. I don't wait and see what God does. Let me show you this. Isaiah 45, 11. So I've already really astounded you. I told you you're supposed to be rich and you thought it was an asset and an attribute to be poor. It's not. You're like, well, Jesus... Didn't have a place to lay his head. He took on poverty for you. He took on sin for you. He took on hell for you so you wouldn't have to go. So if you're going to grab a hold of being poor, then grab a hold of hell and sin too. Or we can just watch the world starve to death while the church sits there. Oh, look how holy we are. We're poor. I don't sit there and wonder what God's going to do. Do you? It's not Christ-like. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And the violent take it by force. Tom, that's just not very Christ-like. Jesus said it! <laughs> then he made a whip of cords and drove them all out of the temple. John 2.15 John 2.15 Matthew eleven twelve 12 was the verse before. Everybody thinks it's, it's, it, that Jesus was an Americanized, lukewarm, art church Christian. He wasn't. He was a man's man, powerful and mighty, stood his ground, never avoided the truth. If you went up to Jesus and asked, do I look fat He'd say, yeah, you look fat, if you look fat. I'm gonna be like, well, you know, it's all beauties in the eye of the beholder. I mean, uh, no, that's why I wouldn't ask. I don't wanna know. I never asked my wife, what you think of the message today. I don't want to know. It's the only time I think we ever really even fight us if we talk about my messages, and I'm not gonna talk about them. Just like I dropped Pimpton Horde on my first CTN broadcast, and she didn't speak to me all the way home. Can't believe you said that. I can't believe you said that on the Christian Television Network. I said, I'm not gonna be fake on Christian Television Network. I am who I am. I don't cuss. I don't use the the S word, the D word, the GD word, the F word. I don't use any of them, but I do say pimp and whore. Because if you're a pimp, you need to be called a pimp. If you're a whore, you need to be called a whore. And both can be male or female for you feminists out there. Plenty of male whores. There you go. See how politically sensitive I am and politically correct? If you're new and you're sitting in here, what you need to do, listen, I'm telling you, is just stay for a month. You'll never go back. You won't be able to take it. This is the Bible. I don't wait for God God to do things. Oh wait, I thought you are no, no, no. You really, I know the verses, wait on the Lord. That's after you've already done this. Isaiah 45, 11. thus says the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and his maker, ask me of things to come concerning my sons and concerning the work of my hand, command ye me. You command God, look at me, yes. You command God because he's commanded you to command him. I can't do that. Well, then stop calling yourself Christian. It's just like the Blue Jays pitcher. Can't remember his name. Christian this, Christian that. Don't like that. He comes out against the transgender movement. He has a talking to. From his organization and the media, he comes out and does an apology. Listen, don't espouse, you know, I'm being educated through, you know, the Blue Jays, through the Blue Jays educational system, and I have friends that are, that are gay and transgender. Well, fine. You, fine, listen, I, I've told you this a million times. There's a, there's, a, there's a gay couple in my neighborhood. You think that they would hate me, right? No, our dogs play together. It's like a little kid's play day. Tom and the gay couple. My momma, they're pitbull. They play together. Their pitbull's name is Jackson. My dog's name is Addie. They love each other, they play. We're friends. They don't ask. If they ask. ba boom <laughs> And they know who I am. One of them made the mistake of watching the podcast. I don't, listen, I'm not, I don't try to hurt them. I don't even try to offend them. If they ask, I will tell them. Jesus didn't go door knocking. We aren't Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses. They came to the power. A lot of Christians think being a Christian means being nice and loving. It's not what Paul was. Then why are you? Paul told people to lop off their testicles and Paul told people that my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. Those are both Bible verses. Last one was 1 Corinthians 2, 4. Stop making the word of God of no effect through your traditions. God told you, command ye my hand. I want to be well, I want to be prospered, I want a great marriage, I want friends, I want the right church, command ye my hand. That's Christianity. What you believe is making the word of God of no effect to your tradition. That's why nobody's healed, why nobody's saved, why nobody's prospered, and oftentimes why your kids aren't saved. It's not exciting. Love, 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 love. Win them by love. That's not a Bible verse. You win them by power. You win them by preaching the word, which includes love. You're welcome. Colossians 2 8. See to it, remember the verse before, rooted and built in him, Colossians 2 7. Strengthened in faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness, now Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive. Through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Hollow and deceptive philosophy built on human tradition, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition. Most Christians are very traditional, but not word of faith. The word is the word. You're gonna be judged by it anyway. You might, if you're gonna comply to anything, don't comply to a vaccine mandate, or a mask mandate, or a lockdown, or a requirement to get an electric vehicle. Comply to the word of God. He's Yahweh. He's worthy of your compliance. Amen. Eleven fifty-four. Still there? All right. New people, hang in there. It's the Bible. Turn the corner. Go with the word. Everything outside the word is garbage anyway. I was, I didn't have the guts to send this to Aaron. Aaron wave at everybody so everybody knows you're there. Make sure. I was out walking the dog in the woods. You're like, Tom, you're always talking about the dog. I know, that's who I spend all my time with, is the dog. Seriously. We were we were uh, don't let me forget the woods. Thank you. We were Hope decided to purge Tommy's room. You're like, isn't Tommy twenty four? Yeah. So she purges his room. He tore up his carpet, threw out all his furniture, and put all this new stuff down. We're in there just laying around. That had nothing to do with what I was going to tell you. I just found that to be entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) That a a 50 something year old mother is is purging her 24 year old cage fighter son's room. (laughs) Oh, by the way, he did sign his first. He signed for his first professional fight. It's coming up in July. We'll put out the details for everybody if you wanna go. It'll be at the Hard Rock in Tampa, coming up in July. We'll put out the details for everybody. It's signed, so just letting you know. But we were in there and the dog was in there and we all started talking and we all were just like, we all know the dog's number one. <laughs> He's like laying there, we all ignore each other and there'll be like three of us, one scratching his head, one scratching his belly, One scratching his butt cheeks, and the person scratching his head is giving him kisses. We're like, where's this treatment for the rest of us? So we're out in the woods, he and I, and I see this giant pile of poop out there from an unknown source. So the last time I saw a dung beetle rolling its ball of poop, I sent it to Aaron, of course. Aaron, look, Sunday's message. So there's all, I mean, literally on this one, I've never seen, but I've always seen, when you're walking down the road, you'll see this little ball, perfectly snowballed formed piece of poop rolling across the road on its own as if pushed by a ghost until you get close. And it's pushed by a dung beetle. He's got like, he's like Hercules, got his hands. And it's just this great treasure for him. This, this ball of turd is his treasure, For most Christians, that's their middle class lifestyle. They'll do anything to keep it. Mask, vax, lockdown, denounce Jesus, anything to keep it. Make the word of God of no effect. Anything to keep my ball that I have deemed to be gold, but in God's eyes, it's far, far, far beneath. That which he wants you to have. For some of you that you're like, this is just too good, you don't understand the definition of the word gospel. The definition of the word gospel is the almost too good to be true news. God wants you well, God wants you to win, God wants you wealthy. Shining city on a hill. How can you be a shining city on a hill? Depressed in a valley. So I'm out there and I see this giant, I never see, I usually forget where I am, but when it comes to feces, I never forget. It's right up my alley. You wanna make me laugh? It has something to do with poop, gas, popping giant pustules. I love all that stuff. I do. Scared to death of the dentist, though. But I do like that stuff. So I'm out there, and I mean, literally, I just stop, and I'm just, I'm mesmerized. I videoed it, but I didn't send it to Aaron. I've got it on video. The video, there's this giant pile of poop. I mean, it's like this big. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) And there's like 30 dung beetles all collecting their treasure. And I wanted to send it to Aaron and put it on the podcast and just say, hey, look, an art church. I've got it. Problem with Aaron, you can't you can't quite trust him. He might do something you don't approve of. You have to watch him like a hawk. Hope knows from Aaron being on his podcast, you can't trust him. Because when I was there, Aaron did whatever I asked to do. So we had farting sounds on Hope's podcast and all those things that she hates. Tom, you shouldn't say fart from the pulpit. Why? I don't cuss. I don't use the Lord's name in vain. Everybody's going to do it at least once today. Some of you will exceed your carbon footprint in gas alone today. (laughs) You see how non-serious... This is, see this is, these are ominous verses that I've read, but we're all laughing. Because it doesn't, have, you make the word of God of no effect to your religious traditions. <laughs> oh, 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 amen. That's a religious tradition. Just preach the word of God in the midst of laughter. It doesn't really matter. You don't have to worry, I'll make it quiet in here again. Everything outside the Bible, everything outside, and I mean it. Stop tempering the Bible. Stop making it palatable. Everything outside the word of God is garbage. It is that giant pile of dung beetle ridden feces. The Bible is it. It is your faith. Well, I need to have something else to do in life. No, you don't. Oh, the depths and riches, both of the riches and knowledge of God. You can never get to the bottom of the Bible. You'll never get there. You don't have anything else to do. Yes, you have to work because if you don't work, A, you don't eat, and it's antithetical to 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, making the word of God of no effect to your tradition if you're a lazy bum who doesn't work. And by the way, if you've been looking for a job or starting your own business for the last 12 years, you're a lazy bum. And worse than an infidel. First Timothy 5.8. But if any provide not for his own, especially for those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. You're welcome. See, I told you I'd make it quiet. (laughs) Boom. Philippians 3, 7, and 8. Everything outside of the word of God is garbage. But whatever, now this is Paul talking. Written to the church of Philippi. This is a Pharisee of Pharisees. Beautiful outwardly like a whitewashed tomb. Beautiful, esteemed, persecutor of the church until he was saved. Memorize the entire Torah. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Boom, memorized it. Got it all. But he says, but whatever was to my prophet, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which is from God by faith. Establish your faith. Romans 14:23. Everything that does not come from faith is sin. Establish your faith. Where do, how, where do I stand today? When somebody irritates you, how are you going to respond? Respond in faith. A fool shows his annoyance at once. Proverbs 12:16. How do you have that verse memorized? Because I've been a fool, showing my annoyance at once for 54 years. Tom, how old are you? 54 years. (laughs) I always show my annoyance at once. That makes me a fool. You think I'm only screaming at you today? I haven't arrived. I've wasted most of my life with God. I was saved the whole time. I didn't go off and live in sin wasn't running around, but I wasted most of my life because I never established my faith. I didn't respond to everything in faith. Even if you respond in faith and die, I'd rather be dead. You got one yes on that one. A of you will do anything to hold on. I'll do anything. You're gonna take the mark then. It's coming. 12.05. Don't, don't worry, I'm going. <laughs> if you'll do anything to maintenance your middle class lifestyle. Tom, you just bad mouth them. I am middle class. How am I badmouthing you? I'm, I am middle class. I don't even own a car. I've told you that 50 times. I have to wait for rides at my own house. Um, who's going to be home at 3? Uh, I need a ride. Why don't you buy a car? I just don't want to waste all that money. I just don't want to do it. I could buy one right now. Open I could go drive off, go to a car lot and go buy a car right now. We got plenty of credit, got plenty of cash. I just don't I don't want to waste the money right now. I'll get it when I want to get it. But I'm middle class. I lived in the same house. We've been there what 20 years? In the same house for 20 years. Three bedroom, two be- four-bedroom or three bedroom? Four bedroom. My <laughs> office. There's an office in there. And my office just my off my wife hates my office. It's stacked full of junk everywhere. Bullets, food supply. I hate camping. I hate it. I'm a, I'm a bourgeois redneck, but I've got all this camping equipment for when the brown shirts come. You're like, the brown shirts going to come? I don't know. I'm not going Quietly. Do you have to respond to everything in life with the word? I'm overweight. Well, what's the word say? You shouldn't be. So stop. I'm mean to my wife. What's the word say? Love her like Christ loved the church. Then stop. She annoys me. Will you show your annoyance at once? So you're a fool. That's the truth. Be like me and be like, you know, it's the truth. The truth is the truth. I have lots of faults and a long way to go in many areas of my life, but acknowledging what's true is not one of them. It's true is true. You beat me in a debate, I'll stop you mid-sentence and say, you are right and I am wrong. I've done it with people in this church where they were right and I was wrong. You can't go and acknowledge it. Bull crap, I'll go acknowledge it right now. You were right, I was wrong. Doesn't matter, I'm a pastor of the church. They were right. You respond with the word, no matter what the scenario is. Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Not listening, not doing, not changing is is kicking against the goads. Acts chapter nine, verse five. Some of you are being goaded right now. Being goaded is not comfortable. That's when Paul got knocked off his horse and Jesus said to him almost compassionately, it is hard for you to kick against the goats. Because Paul had been, been, been getting prodded or it's actually the earliest translation is, it is hard for you to kick against the pricks. Being endlessly needle pricked. Mm, Mm, That's comfortable, isn't it? A lot of us, including me, by the way, if you step on a sand spur, you cry out. Oh, oh, go, no. Help, oh, you're hopping. Oh, oh, that's being pricked. I do the same thing. I step, oh, go, In law enforcement, I've been in knockdown, down drag-out fights and don't act that pathetic. I step on a Sandspur, oh, stop, halt, halt! And I'm like real genteel about pulling them out because I don't want to stick it in my finger. So I got my finger sticking out so I look like a gay man. It's a Sandspur. Ansper got me. <laughs> so it's not comfortable to be, to be pricked, to be goaded. And you're being goaded right now. In this room, you're being goaded. But it's the word that's doing it. Yes, I might be a screamer. And I might be offensive to you. But be very careful about what it is that's offending you. Is it me or is it the Bible? As I've been saying for a couple months now, if it's me that's offending the, you and not the Bible, then why don't you do the Bible? You don't, have to, you don't have to listen to Tom, but you do have to listen to the Bible. So if it's Tom that's offending, you can turn me off, but why aren't you doing what I tell you, which are Bible verses? You respond to the word, whatever it is. Somebody comes to you with sickness, you say, not for long. That's the Bible. Well, yeah, but you could be embarrassed. Doesn't matter, that's not a Bible verse. Hold back, because it might not happen. Doesn't happen, there's unbelief in the camp. It's as simple as that. That's the word of God. People come to you and say, why wasn't I healed? Well, unbelief. I've not been healed before. Two years ago in 2021, I was out of church for two weeks. I'd never missed a church service in my life at Foundation Church for sickness. And I was out for two weeks. Couldn't get out of bed, sick to my stomach for 17 straight days, horrible. It's like a stomach flu, it's horrible. It's great for my waistline, but I put it all back on three months. But anyway, I was thin for three weeks. It was great, But I didn't come back and say, you know what? I was wrong about everything I've ever said about healing. I can't be wrong about what I've said about healing because I'm quoting Bible verses. It's not my opinions. I'm quoting Bible verses. Same thing with riches. Same thing with believing. Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, But also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. And whatever things you ask in prayer believing, you will receive. That's Matthew 21, 21 and 22 with Jesus speaking, right? But Christians will say, well, there it is, you're already off because you just dropped the well. Well, what I've seen, what you've seen doesn't matter. You may have galactically failed and you're 75 now, well better is one day start enacting the word of God now unfiltered unfettered why not try it you're not getting the results of the word anyway so why not try it people if if somebody you prayed over died they were going to die anyway try it well i might get embarrassed why are you so full of pride that goes before your own destruction i take chances all the time Proclaim things all the time. I speak the word of God. Therefore, whosoever heareth at these, you better learn to respond in the word of God. There's all kinds of things coming your way. They're gonna wanna control your electricity soon. You gonna let them or are you gonna stand? That's not, that has nothing to do with the bo- Well, really? How far am I off from that part? Well, I'll, get, I'll get there. They're coming for you. Try to leverage you into a one world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by tyranny. That's the book of Revelation 13 and 14. That's just not my version of Christianity. My version of Christianity is John chapter three, verse 16. Then you have a malformed faith. your, Your Christian witness should be the full witness of the word, not your malformed palatable faith. I love John 3, 16, but I don't ever talk about the book of Revelation, why? Jesus did, Jesus is the book of Revelation. But that's not Christianity to you? Jesus is not Christianity to you. The, the book of Revelation is not Christ-like to you. See how quiet it gets? I told you I have a gift. You're the, only cra- you're the only people crazy enough to come hear me preach. It's the Bible, most Christians. The love of most will grow cold, not the love of some. The love of most will grow cold. People always want to talk about false prophets and, 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 and false pastors and soft peddling pastors. It's not the pastors that heap themselves together, teachers. It's the congregations that do. Pastors will answer out of James 3.1 with a more strict judgment, no doubt. But it's the congregation that heap themselves teachers having itching ears, and they turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned to fables. A lot of churches are just fables. Fables and fairy tales make you feel like you're one thing when you're actually another. Telling people they're saved when they're not. Talk about pastors that will answer to a stricter judgment. Therefore, whosoever heareth, we're back in Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house, but it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended. The WEF ascended. The abortionists ascended, descended. The mark of the beast descended. Forced compliance descended. A lot of you are like like, what does this have to do with the church? Have you not watched the world over the last 38 months of 15 days to flatten the curve? Couldn't buy, sell, trade, or travel without a QR-coded mark of the beast on your phone. The world. You think it's over? The World Health Organization just issued its global passport built on vaccines, built on CBDC, This is not right-wing conspiracy theory. This is the book of Revelation. You should smell it. I smell sulfur. I smell sulfur. FPL wants me to have a thermostat in my house that they control. They want me to have an EV in my garage that they control the fueling. I don't vote the way they want. I buy something they don't want me to buy. They shut my power off so I can't go to work and buy anymore. There's a reason why he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, to receive a mark. Causes all, both small and great, that includes the middle class, by the way, to receive a mark. Causes them all because they're all just too nice to stand and to tell people no that's responding in faith let your yes be yes and your no be no for whatever's more than these from the evil one you have to respond in faith but it might offend the governmental brown shirt coming to my room, coming to my house the one who wants to put the mark on your right hand or on your forehead i'm telling you flat out that most people in churches right now in america will take the mark cuz the love of most will go cold they all wore masks they all vaccinated, based on what? You know, here's a fact about COVID, they've yet to isolate it. Do you know that? All of you have seen the cartoonish pictures of the COVID cell floating around with its spikes sticking out of it that were impossible to be formed outside of gain and function research. But you've seen it, the COVID particle floating around. You know they've yet to even isolate what COVID is? Pull it up. When you get home today, Google. Picture of COVID, please. From under a microscope. Maybe you have to find it. Weird, isn't it? It's weird. Can't find it. It's odd. Very odd. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew. And beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Because they didn't, they did not respond and unfettered, unchained, powerful faith. I just can't, it's just not that black and white. I would thou wert, hot or cold, because thou art lukewarm, I'll spew you out of my mouth. The word is the word. It does not need your censoring. You preach it in season and out of season, whether it's popular or not. Here's where I'll head towards the end. Just for the new people, we're usually, headed, we're usually about closing right now. But like I said, we scheduled every last possible thing on one <laughs> Sunday. People don't see the leverage coming. Why? Because they've never learned to answer with the word of God. They don't even understand leverage because they've only learned John 3.16. They don't see the big picture. They've never been taught the big picture. They've only been taught John three sixteen, which, by the way, is just as valid as Revelation 13, 16, and 17, and 18. That he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. If you believe that it's six, that you're going to actually see 666, you, listen. You will never see 666. It's the number of a man. Aaron, what was, that? what was the number you were telling me about? What would it be? Remember you told me when we were talking back and forth what that number would be? I can't remember. I can't either. But it will be, it'll be probably an account number. Yeah, so there it is. I knew you'd get it. I always can. I can always count. I can always count on that elephant-like mind that never forgets anything. <laughs> he never forgets a thing. It'll be a social credit score. That's already enacted in China. For listen, 1.4 billion people fully under CBDC and social credit systems, which says what, which is what they. By the way, CBDC starts in America July 11th. Central bank digital currency. If they control the currency, they control you. It causes all, both small and great. A social credit score is the number of a man. You have to feel that leverage coming, but you only feel it when you operate in the spirit. And the Spirit is the word of God and speaks solely that which he has been given. The Holy Spirit only speaks the things he's already heard. You have to sense that leverage. But most people have John 3.16, but not Revelation 13. You have to have both. That's why we laugh in here while we're talking about the book of Revelation. We have both. I don't hear ominous music when I hear the Mark of the Beast. I'm not scared of the mark of the beast. I ain't scared. I, there's no options for me. There's no options for me. It's, I'm standing. If that means if that means they're gonna tr- they're gonna trot me out to some firing squad, fine. There's no what to live as Christ to die as gain. I stand in the Word of God. Most Christians will do anything to live. I'll do anything. You're gonna put, put a mark on your forehead. They can't see the leverage or they refuse to see it because it violates their false love narrative. Most people, even though they preach John three 16, don't actually define love. Love to them is truth avoidance. It's just, you know, what we do in churches, we really don't, Confront people, sin. We just, you know, we want to just win them. How are you going to win them to something they never hear? It's not really love what you're doing. It's just truth avoidance. But they can't see it. Because all they have is a malformed faith based on humanistic love. I'll head to the end with this. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. It'll be a long ending, but I'm heading to the end with this. Not megalong, not megalong, but it'll just it'll be it's a sustained pedal end. <laughs> so this is all the musicians that just laughed right there. Revelation 14, 9 through 11. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone receives, if anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God that is being poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. And they shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascends forever and ever and they have no rest day or night. Who worship the beast and whoever receives the mark of his name. You have have to preach both ends. But they can't, I'm gonna do that. That's how I'm gonna close. I'm gonna preach to you. Right in the midst of this, you're gonna hear both ends. They can't see the leverage or they refuse to see it because they have malformed faith. You should see this coming. Now, by the way, let me just throw this in here. It doesn't mean that it has to happen. You're like, I don't want to believe what you're saying, Tom, because, you know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. Well, then you're going to have to be the restraining. Now you know what is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Again, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3-8. through You have to restrain then. Well, you know, we're gonna move into our, we're good Christian people with our Bible fish covers and we're gonna move into our 15-minute cities that we have a nice statist church in the midst of the 15-minute city that the state built for us. We're gonna go there and hear nothing of the Bible at all. We're gonna hear the pastor talk about various different uh, uh, positive stories. And we're gonna use the word fantastic and awesome 5,000 times in the message, in the announcements, on all broadcasts, fantastic, awesome. Welcome to, hey church fam. You're not restraining then, you're complying. If you want to hold off the antichrist, then you must restrain the antichrist and not comply with the antichrist. And you have to see the leverage coming, but people can't. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Here's the rest of the verse. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. I'm giving it to you today. There are people in this room who will refuse it because I yell a lot. I don't like his attitude. Well, hate my attitude, but love the word. Why why is it that you hate my attitude, but don't install the word into your life? How does that know? So what do you really hate? No man can serve two masters. For either he will love the one and hate the other, Or hold to the one and despise the other, you cannot serve God and mammon. It's not me you hate, it's the word of God that you hate. Because you want the word of God on your own terms. That's not operating and that's not responding in faith. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee. Tom, you don't ever teach about God rejecting people, that's not a Bible verse. Narrow is the way and few will find it. Salvation is found in no one else. Do you don't think there's a few people being rejected? Like the entire Muslim nation? Rejected. Doesn't mean God doesn't love them. But they're rejected. They're not going to heaven unless they repent. Everybody's welcome. But through the narrow way. I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me. Because you have no knowledge. How can you be a priest? That's why all these churches are closing. Gleefully closing. You'll be no priest to me, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. That's God talking. You ever heard that version of God? Because that's the real God. He's the God of John three sixteen, and he's the God of Hosea 4, 6. He's the God of John 14, 2 your mansion in heaven, and he's the God of Matthew 10, 28. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who's able to destroy both soul and body in hell. He's both. And if you don't have the, if, if you don't have the full witness of the word of God, you have malformed faith. That means you can't see. That's why most of the church closed, and they're gonna try to close you again. Mmm. there's a lot of CO2 in the atmosphere today. Lock them down. And most of the church will do it in the name of love. Well, you know, (laughs) stop laughing. (laughs) You made me laugh. (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) Well, you know, we wanna be loving. You know, if I go outside, I'm gonna burp and fart a few times and I'm gonna raise the CO2 level, so I'm gonna do my part. 15 days to flatten the gas, I'm gonna stay inside. (laughs) COVID was no stupider than that. Equally as stupid to stay inside, most people catch flu bugs inside and then they send you there. So you'll be no priest to me because you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Preach both sides. Here's the other side. 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood of the new Levitical order. That's you. Don't reject it. Take the word of God. You are a priest and preach it. Man, woman, child. You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Preach it, unfiltered, unfettered. His own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Worship team, make your way. Told you I'd have it this way. Unfettered to your wife, to your kids, to your husband. Well, Tom, you know, I really don't believe in tithing. Tell you. You making the word of God of no effect to your tradition. You're not having the devourer rebuke for your sake? You know, Tom must be about ready to take an offering. I don't even take an offering. See the offering plates get passed today? Think nope. we're about to do it now? No, we're leaving now. We're about to leave. There's no offering coming. It just blows my mind, whether it's tithing, whether it's healing, whether it's prosperity, that people just choose the opposite of the word of God in the name of Jesus, who is the word of God. I'll finish right here. People don't see the leverage. So you go back to Matthew chapter, where was I? Matthew 7, 27, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew. And they beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it because they never saw the leverage coming because nobody ever told them. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? They don't even know. They've got John 3, 16 down. They can quote, Jesus wept. and Listen, that's what everybody does. I'm not talking about you that, that, that just laughed at it now. All the silly Christians. Listen, you can have a lot of fun as a believer, but Christianity is not silly and lighthearted. It's serious business. They quote, uh-huh, I memorized the Bible verse. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Jesus wept. Uh-huh. <laughs> Folly is joy to him that is destitute of wisdom, but a man of understanding walketh uprightly. A person's own folly leads to their ruin, yet their heart rages against the Lord. They don't have any knowledge of what's coming. You're like, Tom, when's it gonna come? I don't know, but you should, you should see the writing on the walls right now. Listen, when you have the, here, there, no, I'm done, right here. When you see the World Health Organization issue a global health passport, that will be required for you to travel, required for you to access tickets, required for you to be able to buy. And when you have have MasterCard and Visa right now with their eco credit cards, where they are measuring your carbon footprint via what you buy. So you buy a pair of Nikes. They have a certain amount of points that are assigned to you buying Nikes in reference to how, many, how much carbon emissions were used to make those Nikes. And then when you exceed your carbon limit, your card shuts off. And they're all proud of it. There's a, you pull it up when you get home today. I played it on the podcast. MasterCard is very happy with themselves. Now not six months before that, the World Economic Forum said, you know what, we're working on a, quote, individual carbon tracker. And they say it with our church uptalk. Is that what it's called? up uptalk? It's a individual carbon tracker. Tell you our carbon tracker, as if it's some sort of splendid gift to you. It's an individual carbon tracker. So everything you buy will be assigned a carbon footprint, and when you exceed your footprint, your credit's shut off. You should smell it. That's Revelation 13 and 14. Unfolding right before your very eyes. Then a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his right hand or on his forehead, that should be resounding in your mind right now because what will happen is companies will then say, you know what, we will only receive that credit card. So how are you going to buy stuff at Walmart? You stand no, and you say no. If the entire world did that, if the entire church did that, they wouldn't dare. If the church was full of the Holy Ghost, and I'm talking about Ananias and Sapphira Holy Ghost, they wouldn't come near us. Why didn't they crucify Jesus before they did? They were scared of the people. They were scared to come after John the Baptist because of the people. They need to be scared to come after you and I because of the Holy Ghost.